You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Today, we are talking about virtual dates. And the reason why I decided to do an episode talking about this is because this is a piece of advice I feel like I've been giving a lot out lately. And I wanted to share it with you on the podcast because virtual dates are really pretty crucial right now. And they're going to help you a lot in terms of your dating life. We're going to go into it very soon here. And then we're going to go to the Q&A where people have been emailing in questions. If you have any questions that you'd like to get answered here in the podcast, and, and I am catching up on them. So I will definitely get to yours. You will hear it here on the podcast. All you got to do is email me trip at tripadvice.com. And I will go ahead and I will read the email and make sure that it's got a good question there that is very detailed. Put in the subject line podcast question so I know it's for the podcast. And like I said, I would love to hear from you and answer your question here on the podcast. All right, what other updates do I have for you? Well, I've mentioned a few times here that I did start a TikTok channel. So if you're interested in getting on TikTok, or maybe you already have a TikTok, I'm on there. And there's a lot of cool videos with very practical tips that you can use right away and some good information on female and male nature. So go to TikTok, enter in the name Trip Advice. You know where to find me on all the platforms. Everything is Trip Advice, Trip of Two Peas. You know, I it's funny, I, I decided to look up tripadvice.com with one P because I thought, hey, it might be good to own that URL just in case anyone, you know, makes a mistake and and spells my name wrong. Turns out no one has that. But when I checked it out, it looked like it was close to $10,000 to to get that URL. And I thought, you know what? I think we can hold off on that for now. Maybe in the future. I think uh, when you go to tripadvice.com with one P, you do realize you're in the wrong place. But if you go to tripadvice.com with two P's, you're in the right place. So there you go. Okay, what else? Well, you know, I've been talking about this mastermind group coaching that I've been putting together that does start in a few months, and it's going to be an ongoing group coaching program. So there's going to be uh, plenty of space for people to come on in and join. I am going to be running three programs at once with a maximum of anywhere from three to four people at the most so we can get you in there and we can give you some help, but also do it at a very, very reasonable investment. And that's because I'm going to have more of you on a call. So you will be splitting your time with us other people. And I get it. Some people don't want to do that. They want to do something more one-on-one and work with me. And that's when you get unlimited texting with me. So you can text me whenever you want. And I can answer your text messages where you have questions. You want to know what to text a girl. Plus our calls, like I said, are one-on-one. So if you have any interest in joining a group mastermind for coaching, or if you're interested in joining me for just one-on-one coaching, all you got to do is go to coachedbytrip.com to apply. And you'll see some cool testimonials there from people who have taken the coaching in the whole span of the 10 years that I've been a coach. You know, my goal here is to go for at least 30 years. So why don't we make this happen? We're at 10 years now, and I want to put more testimonials on that page so I can prove to you guys how amazing this program is. I'm so proud of it, and I know you will be happy to join it. So fill out an application today so you and I can work together. I think it's time to talk about virtual dates, don't you? I do. Let's do it. Okay, virtual dates. So so what is a virtual date? I hate that name. It sounds so freaking lame. And please, guys, do not use that. 
uh, ever when you're when you're asking for a virtual date. You'll, you'll know what I mean in a second. So what I mean by virtual dates is when you get on a FaceTime or a phone call, preferably not a Zoom, probably WhatsApp and FaceTime are going to be your best options. Or like I said, a phone call. This is a virtual date. Okay, this is a virtual date. Just means that you guys are not in person. And so what I'm finding is I'll work with clients or talk to a lot of guys and they'll say, hey, you know what? I'm getting the matches online or, you know, and this is mainly for people who are meeting women online. This is not going to really be something for someone who meets a woman in person. Let's see, at the grocery store, you get a number. You're not going to ask for a virtual date then. I'll give you some exceptions in just a, just a minute here, but that's not when you're asking for a virtual date. You are mainly asking to do a FaceTime or a phone call from a girl that you meet on online dating where they either A, don't feel comfortable yet to meet up with you because they might not know much about you. So what you'll do is you'll say, hey, no worries. Why don't we FaceTime and get to know each other? You might have a situation where, and this happens a lot because everyone just seems to be so busy these days. You might, and you might be busy too. So what might happen is you might try to schedule a date. It's scheduled too far out. And so what happens is because we have so many options, you don't want to schedule a date too far out. You always want to do it, hopefully, ideally, within a week. If it happens to be more than a week, you might want to suggest a FaceTime date. That's another time where you're going to suggest this virtual date, FaceTime date. And that's because you want to get something in there, and most people have time for a FaceTime or a phone call because that's nothing, right? It's like you can go home, you're home from work, you're chilling anyways, you can do a FaceTime call. I'm saying that women should be able to do that within seven days. And again, the reason why you're doing this, the reason why this is so important is because you don't want to lose that attraction. You don't want to lose the momentum. That's even the better word for it. I like to use momentum in this case instead of attraction because she's not that attracted to you yet. She's interested in you. There's intrigue there because she's met you online. She liked your pictures. Maybe you said some witty things over the text or some good questions. So she's intrigued. She's not really attracted yet. You can't really attract someone over text message. So it does help to connect with them and keep the momentum, keyword momentum, flowing. And the momentum can easily die if, let's say, you match with a woman and she's like, oh, I'm super busy this week. And then, you know what, next week I'm going to be out of town for a week because I'm on vacation. Then you set up a FaceTime date. And so when do you do that? Do that within the week. So just ask them when they're free this week. You know, if, you, if it's Monday, I'll say, when are you free this week? If it's like a Friday, I'll say, you know, when are you available next week or over the weekend? Usually people are not available for, for FaceTime dates over the weekend, I've noticed. But you can still just kind of ask, like, when is she best available? So whenever she's best available, this is when you are going to do the FaceTime date. Now, the next question I get is, how long does this have to be? How long should this be? Really, it can be as almost as long as you want. It can be, you know, even upwards of an hour. If you guys are really connecting and it's going really well, I would say there's a minimum, however. And the minimum is about 10 minutes, okay? So you want to do at least 10 minutes to get to know her to, again, it's hard to say build attraction here because I really just don't think that that's exactly happening as much as it does when you're in person with them because it can really experience you human to human. But I do think it is much more powerful in terms of comparing it to doing texting, because you do see the person, you do hear their voice, you do see their mannerisms to a degree. 
So it does help. And this is a way for her to experience you on some level, even if it's on a screen. So it gets her, hopefully, more interested and intrigued in you and somewhat attracted to you, where then the momentum is going to be good. So then maybe, who knows, maybe magically things start shifting around in her schedule and she has time to meet up with you. Maybe that's not the case and she still has a lot of plans, but at least she's going to be more interested in theory to meet up with you on a date, even if it's going to be seven to, you know, let's say 14 days away. And then I think this is a very exceptional case, but if you ever have something where she can't go on a date for like three or four weeks, honestly, I'd probably just be done with this person. Like anyone who's that busy, it's just, I don't know. I, I wouldn't think that's worth it. Only be doing this with someone if it's somewhere between seven and 14 days in the terms of you can't see them, okay? That's when you're gonna do this virtual date. And again, 10 minutes at the minimum. And then how do you end it? Well, here's the thing. There's a couple ways to end it, right? You're gonna either go one route. You're not interested in her. You realize that you're not attracted to her or she's not someone that you wanna be with. So it's as simple as just say, hey, well, listen, it was really nice talking to you tonight. And maybe we'll plan something for the future. You know, or you can just be dead honest and say, hey, this is really nice talking to you, but I have to be honest, I'm just not really feeling a connection that I hope to, but it was nice talking to you and I wish you all the best. You can just be brutally honest. And I do, I do appreciate someone who can really, you know, have the courage to do that. You is what I'm saying. Now, of course, there's going to be the other side where you do want to see her again. You're interested in seeing her again. Well, what do you do here? What you're going to do is you're going to set up the date of you guys hanging out on that virtual date. So what I mean is, at the end, you can say, you know what, this has been fun. I've been enjoying talking to you. If you're interested, why don't we plan something real for when we're both not busy? When are you free? And again, who knows what's gonna happen? Maybe she'll plan a date with you and then flake. Maybe she won't. We have no control over that, so we just do our best. We ask when she's free, we set up the date, and boom, you have lower chances of flaking. Because again, the whole reason why I'm telling you to do these virtual dates is for the situations when you can't meet up with them. And what I'm saying is most likely those dates don't happen because it's going to be two weeks later from setting a date. You guys have this date that's planned so far out. By the time that it, it comes around, she's not going to even remember who you were. She's not going to remember. She's barely going to remember. Oh, this guy. Okay. It's so easy to push aside something that you have barely any recollection of versus you get on a FaceTime date, she gets to experience you. She's going to remember that way more than a couple of text messages from a couple of pictures that she saw on a guy online. So that is the whole benefit and a reason why you want to do this. Now, I've also been asked other questions like where this can be placed in dating. Is this only something that you do in the very beginning? And the answer is no, you, you can use this if you go on, let's say a first date and then afterwards, you don't see her for a while because she's going to be gone or you're going to be gone, you can stay in touch by doing one of these FaceTime dates. So again, it's a way to keep the momentum going, keep the attraction up when there is a big gap between the next time you might see her. Again, that's the only reason why you're using these. Don't use these because this is something that people are doing or just a way to have a date. It's only used as a tool. Okay, so this is like a, a technique in a sense. It's like you want to use this when you know you're not going to see them. When you know you're not going to be connecting with them in person, you can substitute it. Okay, you can substitute it. So that's how that's going to work. And that's what I want you to do. 
That's what I want you to do. And there you have it, the introduction to virtual dates and why you should be doing them. Take advantage, use them as you will as you go through your dating process. Why don't we get into some Q&A? And remember, if you have a question, email me, trip at tripadvice.com, and then put in the subject line podcast question, and I'll be here to answer them like I'm going to do right now. From Anonymous Helper, he sends in an email and states, Good day, sensei. I've read your book, gone through Hooked, taken your online domination masterclass, and everything has worked wonders for me. I've seen more progression over these last two years than I ever thought possible, and I'm forever grateful for your work. Thank you, and I thank you. That's that's awesome. Guys, if you don't know, I do have a book. It's called Magnetic. It's available on Amazon.com. If you don't know, I have a virtual program called Hooked. It's a video course that you can get through my members area. Just go to getherhooked.com. And then I do have online domination. Unfortunately, the masterclass is not available right now, but regular online domination is, and that is the meat of your success in online dating. For that, you just go to trip.online-domination.com. Thank you again, Anonymous Helper, for saying that. I'm curious what your question is going to be here. Like I said, I don't prep these questions. I have someone who reads them for me when they get sent in, but I try to answer them live here. So I'm kind of going through this and you'll see my process as I do it. So that was his first paragraph. He moves on and says this. I was with a buddy of mine from work and I opened up every girl that I could and was introducing him to some of the girls. The problem was he was as frozen in fear as I was the very first night that I tried doing this stuff two years ago. One of the girls even commented on it. How did you start helping your friends with this stuff? I've told people about your work and there are guys that I work with, my brother and his friends and friends of mine that I would like to help with this stuff so they can see the benefits that I've seen. I've even gone so far as to buy and send my brother a copy of your book. I'm no master, I'm still learning, I still make mistakes, but I just want to help people when I see them going through the same things that I went through. Any trip advice, haha, would be helpful. Thank you for everything you do. Very respectfully, Anonymous Helper. All right, well, this is a great question. This is a very unique one. Well, I want to kind of comment on a few things here, okay? First of all, and I know this isn't you, Anonymous Helper, but this made me think for a second because I wasn't sure where the question was going. So it made me think of this, this thought of, I thought you were going to ask the question, I'm going out with my friends and I'm trying to help them, but they, they don't seem to be doing well and it's making me not do well either. That's what I thought your question was going to be. And I kind of want to sidetrack just for a second because I want to answer that question to tell guys, and I know I talked about this in a previous podcast, but it's very beneficial for you to go out and do this alone. So if you are struggling, again, I know this isn't the question here. This is a, this is a answer to a question that I'm posing now, which is, you know, what do you do if you're going out with a friend and and it doesn't seem to be working out for you? You go out alone. You do not need wingmen. This is like this uh, this myth you know, that you need a wingman to go out with. You need your wingman. You don't need a wingman. You can go out alone. You can totally do this on your own. They're not going to be any help for you. In fact, they're going to hurt you because they're going to probably bring you into a space where you guys are together going to be not going and meeting other women. So I should say this to you, Anonymous Helper. I love that you're helping these guys, but if you're ever feeling that like this is bringing you down, 
Make sure you balance out your nights out or your days out meeting women. Don't 100% of the time go out with your friends if you feel like it's bringing you down. But I respect that you are trying to help your, your friends. And that's great. Your family, your friends, that's fantastic. So here's the thing. Your question is, how did you start helping your friends with this stuff? My answer is this. I didn't really help too many friends with this stuff. I, you know, when I started to get into this, a lot of my very close friends were already in relationships close to getting married. I did have some friends here and there, but it takes a very special person to try to ask for help. And, you know, when they see their friend who's a coach, it's not the same thing as when someone finds your stuff online. Again, this is very specific to me. I just want to tell you my situation. You know, it's like, oh, it's my buddy. He's a dating coach trip, you know, all that stuff. But it's different when you're searching for it online. It's almost as if like you don't feel the need to take advantage of it or maybe you don't feel as close to it because you're not, you yourself wasn't someone who looked it up. So I didn't have a lot of friends that were like, oh, perfect. I have a friend who's a dating coach. I was researching this stuff. I'm trying to get better at this stuff. That only happened from time to time. So I'm going to be giving you some advice, but it's not going to be from my personal experience because it's just a little bit different for me. So I like that you are telling guys about it. If I were you, I wouldn't push it too much. You know, if they're not interested to begin with, they know already that you know this stuff. They know that you're into it. You have a book on it. You're listening to the podcast, all that stuff. So, you know, you send them a podcast here and there. It's cool that you bought someone a book. You know, it's great that you gifted that and you talk about it. I would stop there. So, you know, if you want to help your friends, you can't force help on anybody. You just can't, you know. So, so there's a couple answers here, okay? So we'll talk about for the friends who are, you know, kind of struggling, but they're not interested in helping themselves, this is on them. It just is. The most you could do is say, hey, I'm here to help you. I got a lot of help done. I know somebody who has a lot of information. This He's big on the internet with, you know, a lot of information, a lot of videos, a lot of podcasts. And they'll remember this because if it's so bad, if their dating life is so bad, they're going to remember this conversation with you. And then they're going to get the book, read the book, watch the video, listen to a podcast, whatever it is that they're going to do. So that's what I would do for the guys who are, you know, you're trying to show them some things, but it's not really going so far. Now for the guy, maybe like your friend who said he was frozen in fear the very first night that he tried doing this stuff. This is par with the course, my friend. That was the same thing when I started it. My first night out, I was so frozen. I couldn't even talk to one person. I couldn't even say hi to a person. It was that rough. It was that, I had that much shyness and social anxiety around going up to a stranger. I mean, I'm talking four hours out, didn't say hi to one person. It was just rough. So that is just how it's going to go. Now, if you want to try to coach your friend and he's like, dude, I still want to help with this. I love that you know all this information. Like, yeah, I would love you to coach me. Like, I would love for you to help me because I see how well you're doing and, and I would love for you to do it. Just remember that. Well, first of all, a couple of things. You can remember, how did you get good at it, right? It's like, yeah, you went through my hooked program, you read my book, but then you put it in action. So there must have been some way that you put it in action. So whatever you did that worked for you and got you to your place, most likely it's repeatable. Most likely you can take what you learned there and how it helped you and apply it to him. It's not 100%, but it's a, probably a good chance. And if that's not working because you didn't say here how you got better at it, you kind of just said you used the information and it worked, everything comes down to baby steps. No one ever has gotten good at anything or built a skill in anything or you know, became proficient in, in anything without taking it step by step. Now, everything starts starts with step one. Some people just, they pick up on it faster 
and then they move through it faster at an accelerated pace. Sometimes some people take a little bit longer. Like when I coach guys, you know, I always have my coaching clients are always like, hey, Trip, I want to know, like, how do I compare to your other students? And that's a fair question. If I was a student of this stuff or anything, I'd probably ask the same thing. I'd want to know that answer too. But it's not an easy answer because really everyone goes at different paces. They do. I have some guys who pick up on it fast because they just do, even though they started at the same place as other people. I have some guys that pick it up a little slower. And it doesn't mean that they're not smart. It has nothing to do with that. It just everyone has different levels of their social anxiety and their experiences and what brought them to this place. So it's just very different for every single person. So that might be for your friend too. It might take him a while. You know, when I look back at what I did, I would say I probably went at a medium pace. It was probably a medium pace. I, and then again, it's hard to, it's hard to compare it to because it depends on how much you go out. It's like practicing guitar. You can practice an hour a week for a year. Does that compare to someone who's going to play five hours a week for a year? Or how about 10 hours a week for a year? Obviously the person who doesn't bore is going to get better. So in my first three to four months of doing it, I was on hyper mode. I was going out all the time, sometimes three weeks in a row, two weeks in a row at the very minimum three nights a week plus doing day game stuff. Like I was on it. And then I started to slow down a little bit because, you know, other things got in the way, but I kept up with it. I didn't stop it. I kept up with it. I kind of put myself through like an initial boot camp of going out, testing things, going out with some people who are wingmen, going out alone, all that stuff. Anyways, maybe we're getting off a little off track here, but I think you have to know that everything is a step-by-step pace. Try to apply some of the stuff that you've learned and take it step-by-step. He doesn't have to go out and start talking to girls right away. That's a lot. You know, you're probably like, oh yeah, let's do it. Like, I'm good at it now. Look, I'm going out and and your friend should just kind of be sort of at your level or, you know, just be kind of watching you a little bit. It's like, he might need to take that really slow. You might need to take out your friend. And I remember doing this with clients and I remember doing this with, with actually some friends too. And just literally going to a bar and just experiencing what it's like to be sober in a place where you're just, in a loud environment, there's people around and you don't even talk to anybody. Just experience what's this like? Like, what if I were to, and you say to yourself in your head, what if I were to talk to that person? What about, there's a cute girl there. What would I say to her? You kind of envision it and how it would look in front of you and what you would do. So that's, that's what you can do is kind of take it at a very, very, very slow start and then see how he starts to accelerate and take it from there. So I hope that helps. I appreciate your kind words. I'm glad that you've gone through all the programs and and look at that. You went through all the programs and it worked for you. So I set it up, you knock it down. That's what I say with all this stuff in my podcast. This is only going to work for you if you go out and you use it. And I hope you do. All right. Next question from Dan. He states, hey, Trip." Love the podcast. Can't get enough. I have more of a suggestion than a question. It's wedding season. And I think a podcast about talking to and picking up women at a wedding would be awesome. Cool. Yeah, maybe I can do a full podcast. I don't even know if it requires that as much. I think that I can just give you the general tips and then everything is kind of the the intricacies as I've been always talking about on the podcast or in my programs and my book about like what to do when you're finally talking to the girl. But to give you kind of a, a macro lens on this and give you kind of like the overall strategy, I think that's all you really need. So let's let's go into that now. 
So wedding season, yes, wedding season is here. You know, I'd say probably May to September, May to October is the, when it gets really heavy. Most people don't do it. So I'd say you can still use this though all year round because people do fall weddings, deep fall weddings and winter and all that. You're probably looking at January and February where it's pretty much dead. But uh, But yeah, so here's what you're going to do. Here's the biggest mistake I feel most people make when they go to weddings. And uh, and I've been there, I've experienced this. So this is not just some theory I'm making up. I've, I've definitely met women at weddings before. And one of the best things that you could do ever is you try not to have your cake and eat it too. So what that means is I wouldn't try to get the numbers from all the bridesmaids and all the friends and, and be hitting on every single person. I just don't think that's going to be a good idea for you. So what you want to do is instead be super social, be super social with everybody. And then what you're going to do is you're going to be really focused by mid to end wedding on on the girl that you're really interested in, right? So the idea is you want to talk to everyone, be super social, everybody, as many people as you can. First of all, that's going to do two things. That is going to make sure that you're super warmed up. So by the time you end up meeting a woman that you think is really cute and you really like her and you vibe with her, you're going to be nice and warmed up. Two, you're going to be seen talking to everybody. You're going to look like the life of the party, not because you're running around, you know, with drinks in your hands, screaming like, woo, you know, but I'm just saying like, people are going to be seeing you talking to everyone. It's going to be like, wow, this guy is, must know a lot of people. You're, you're going to be looked at as popular. It's going to give you more of a social status. So talking to everyone is going to make sure that you kind of scan everything and you find the woman that you really want to be talking to and it gets you to that social status level at the wedding. But then if I were you, I would only focus on one, okay? And that one is going to be the one that you know you vibe with and she's single, right? So maybe you end up talking to a girl and you guys are vibing and it's like, okay, this is the one like I'm really interested in. But she's like, oh, I have a, I have a boyfriend or something like that. Okay, well, then that's not the one. You, you are absolutely allowed to start talking to another one and getting to know them and flirting with them. So that's kind of like the big picture here is socialize with everybody that you can, have a good time, get that social proof, and then focus on the one. Because if you start flirting with a lot of girls and you're super flirty, getting numbers, that stuff goes around. People are friends there, people are family there. So it could blow up in your face in a way that it's going to be like, oh, okay, he's just a player. Like that's not going to look good if you're trying to hit on every girl at a wedding. And I know sometimes it's tough for guys because, you know, or maybe at a bar or whatever, they're like, oh, but there's so many here. And a bar is different because not everyone knows each other. But at a wedding, okay, there might be two, three girls that you really like. But again, I urge you, pick one and be okay with that. And then go for it in terms of making sure that you're talking to them, flirting with them, dancing with them a little bit. And then by the end of the night, maybe you guys end up outside, you're getting up some fresh air, you bring her outside, maybe you guys have a kiss, who knows? Or at the very least, you end up getting her number. So that's how I would do it. That's going to be the strategy. That's pretty much it. There's not much much else to say there. Again, all the intricacies of, of flirting and keeping the conversation going. I'm not going to go into that because, you know, there's plenty of episodes here on the podcast regarding that. But that will be the plan. That's the plan, Dan. Hope that helps. Let's continue. This one's from Anonymous. He says, hey, Trip." This might be a little different than the type of questions you usually get. You know, it's funny. These are always some of the best questions. 
like when people start with that. Okay, he says, I'm pretty successful with women overall, no approach anxiety, good looking, good conversationalist, and know how to escalate in all the usual stuff you teach. Been a podcast fan for years. When I was single, I was dating four to five girls at once, and after three to four months, I eventually chose one. She has an amazing personality and core values and everything I want character-wise. The problem is, I think COVID did a number on her in terms of looks. Okay, this is interesting. He said, would you recommend breaking up over just looks even though under the hood she's amazing? Or are looks not everything? It's like one night I can't sleep thinking if I should say something and the next time we hang out it's a blast and my mindset shifts to let's see how things go another few weeks. Would you recommend? What would you recommend? Thanks, Anonymous. Gosh, I have one question for you, but I think it's, I think it's here. You said when I was single, I was dating four to five girls at once. After three to four months, I eventually chose one. Okay, my question to you is, how long have you been dating her for? Because here's the reality, my friends. When you date somebody and you're dating for them for several, several, several years, a woman's looks will not be the same as when you were first with them. I know that is common sense here, but it is worth stating. So I don't think you're in that situation. You don't sound like you're someone who's married and you've been with them for 10 years and their looks faded. It sounds like You've had this situation. It's funny. You see, the problem is I think COVID did a number on her in terms of her look. So did she get COVID or maybe the COVID quarantine added some weight? I'm going to be really brutally honest here. I can't tell you what to do, but I have something to say that's going to be quite polarizing. This is going to bug you for a long time. And you need to be super physically and sexually attracted to the woman that you're with in the very beginning. You have to. So... I know why you're thinking, should I, you know, am I really just going to break up with her over her looks? Like you feel guilty about it, but I don't really see what's wrong with that. If you're not attracted to the person, then it's just like a friendship. So no, looks aren't everything because I'm not going to tell you, yeah, go for the hottest girl, but under the hood or, you know, up top in that brain of hers, you know, she's, uh, she's just not that great. No, that would be terrible too. That's even worse. Like, yeah, it'd be fun to sit across at dinner from a cute girl, but and the conversation sucks, and who cares, right? So no, looks are not everything, but you better believe it that there's something. And I think all you guys listening know that. When you see a girl and you want to go approach her, you're doing it because you think that she looks smart, that she looks funny, that she looks like she's having a fun time? No, probably not. Bet you 99.9% .9 of you want to talk to a girl or swipe in a girl because of what she looks like. And let me tell you something. There's nothing freaking wrong with that nothing at all. That is biology. That's just how it works. Let me tell you something. If a girl was dating you and you were a super good, let's, let's do the inverse. You were a super good looking guy, but you were lazy. You weren't very helpful. You were very beta. You weren't very assertive. You weren't very decisive. She's going to break up with you. That's because for a woman, behavior and personality goes so much longer in terms of how it affects her. And for a guy like you, physicality goes a lot further. So that's very important for guys. It's not as important for women. Now, society is going to tell you that you're superficial. And a lot of women are going to tell you that, that you're superficial. But it's not about being superficial. That's just the way that attraction and biology work. And it's okay. So I'm not recommending that you break up with her. But I am just trying to give you some ideas on how to look at this. And if you think 
that this is someone who you're just not you're not going to get over this like you're not going to get over her looks and it's something that's breaking down for you you have my permission not that you need it but you have my permission you know uh, again you weren't very specific here you said you think covid did a number on, on her in terms of her looks i mean yeah you don't want to be with a woman who can just let herself go like that can you imagine what she's going to look like after she have kids again i'd be probably murdered on the streets by feminists for saying all this stuff but this is the reality and this is why marriages break down because people like guys find their wives unattractive and they don't sleep with them and then everyone loses again you know our looks are all going to fade one day but if you don't have that in the very beginning that's going to be tough for you and that's going to be a tough relationship and i don't recommend it you know when you listen to the how to talk to girls podcast you're not going to get a bunch of bs you're going to get the real deal from me and i'm here to give it to you in the best way possible i want to thank everyone for writing in if you want your questions answered email me trip at tripadvice.com subject line podcast question Hope you learned some things about virtual dates, how to do them, when to do them. So you learn that. And if you need more help, you know where to go. Coached by Trip with two Ps. Coachedbytrip.com. Link is in the show notes if you want to work with me. If you want to do some coaching, we got the group mastermind. We got the one-on-one with me. All this stuff works, of course. If coaching is a little bit of a leap for you right now, you can always get my video course called Hooked, which teaches you how to meet and attract women in person and a little bit of some online stuff in there, not much. Getterhook.com is where you're going to go for that. You can also get my book, Magnetic by Trip Kramer, yours truly. That's on Amazon. All links in the show notes for more help. Hope this episode helped and I'll see you on the next one.